what's up? Welcome to another episode of Vet School Unleashed, Dissecting the DVM, where we dissect topics and issues relating to life in veterinary school. I'm your host, Dr. Seth Williams. Well, yes, it is that time of year again. It's NAVLI season. And I am super excited to welcome on my longtime friend and beholder of knowledge, Dr. Matt Asciutto. Matt and I are going to revisit some topics that we talked about on last year's NAVLI episode, things like tips and tricks and how to set yourself up for NAVLI success. Matt and I have obviously both taken the NAVLI, so we know firsthand the gut-wrenching experience that preparing and taking the NAVLI is. So we hope to share some insightful advice as you prepare to take on this important exam and conquer one of the final hurdles to becoming a veterinarian. Welcome back to the podcast, Matt. It's been a while. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, doing I'm doing okay. I'm spending <laughs> a lot of time elsewhere. I do have an apartment. It's got a TV. I'm never here. Yeah. <laughs> but, but not, yeah. And doing, a cat. Don't forget Good. the cat. I, I often do forget the cat. That's why I have automatic waterers, <laughs> feeders, and friends. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Good. Well, the last yeah. time that we uh, we did a podcast together was many moons ago. Yeah, it was uh, a couple of years I ago. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was a, a veterinary student. Uh, you were, I believe, a newly minted veterinarian. I think that's true, yeah. Uh, yeah, so give us a little update what you've been up to and uh, what's new in your life in terms of... Dr. Shooter, the veterinarian. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I, yeah, well, after I graduated, because I think I talked to you like right after I graduated. So right. it must have been. So since then, I've did you know specialty ER. I did ER um, for about a year, and then I. I don't know. I just realized that having a job wasn't for me. Um, so I, I quit. Um, and then I just started doing relief, which was terrifying. You know, I mean, I never know whether or not people are going to want me, especially in those early days. And I'm like, Oh my God, am I ever going to get hired again? Um, but I just been sort of traveling around and doing ER and, um, I'm just now like maybe a year and a half in sort of real uh, into that like relief experience realizing like maybe I can say no to some of these gigs, you know? Sure, uh, sure. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. Um, free time, just doing a lot of traveling. I live in Raleigh, North Carolina right now. I just came back from, um, University of Minnesota brought me out to do uh, a talk at their VBMA symposium, which was oh, awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was Great. so fun. What did you talk <laughs> <They> about? <laughs> um, <laughs> What did I talk about? I don't know. I mostly answered questions. I feel like it was mostly, uh, you know, things that I, what I'm doing, sort of advice, uh, you know, from my perspective, things that I've learned when I go into these hospitals, like what matters as a veteran or, you know, we think that's like, oh, you know, everything that makes you a good doctor. It's like, no, it's just talking to your people and respecting your team and, and working right. together at the end of right. the day. Right. Um, and so I've learned a ton just by hopping into all these different hospitals. So just sharing some of good. that. Good. Dude, they they killed it. They did an yeah. awesome job pulling that spot. Yeah, yeah. Good. I uh, yeah, I I interviewed at, at Minnesota, and they've got a phenomenal school there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was, what a cool city too. I mean, it was like cold. I mean, it was like this right. is what winter feels right. like. Oh wait, it's November. <laughs> <laughs> but man, no. I mean, what a bit. Yeah, it was it was really cool. That was, yeah, good. And I know that you know back in, uh, in in vet school and right after vet school for you, you were really into the educational aspect and just being yeah. a good support person for students and, and colleagues alike. So how is that still playing a role for you? Yeah, it's, it's different now. I mean, I, I, I love to try to get into schools as often as I can. I, I spoke at SABMA last year, which was really fun. And that was sort of like what 
kind of led to some of these these talks. Um, it's a little bit more informal. I'd love to kind of get back into that a little bit more. What I find it to be is is kind of again more informally within. Um, uh, like the clinics that I go into, I still try to teach. I mean, of course you're teaching clients all the time. Um, but I'm trying to teach like some of the technicians and, uh, you know, people that I'm with and just about things that I don't know. It's like, people are interested. People want to know like why they're doing what they're doing. And so if I can right. provide some of that, um, cool. But yeah, I mean, I still, you know, I'm starting a thing uh, that's kind of related to what it is that I'm doing. And my, my hope is to one day have in the relative near future to have like interns and that kind of stuff where we can like actually focus on teaching again. And I'm, I'm just, yeah, I still love it. It's more informal at this point, but good. Good. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So for the topic today, uh, the Navly, it is Navly season, the jolly season of, <laughs> right. of, of boards. Yeah. Um, and for those of you listening that, uh, aren't aware of, of, of Matt's past, his, his stardom, past on youtube was the uh the don't freak out video which gained quite a bit of of deserved traction yeah, that was crazy i didn't yeah. expect any of that no well it, I mean, it was it was brilliant so uh that's kind of what i wanted to take this conversation off because because i've had a lot of fourth year students reach out to me uh freaking out about mm-hmm. the navli mm-hmm. and not being sure of themselves not being sure if they have been studying the right way, uh, not sure about what to do when they get into the testing room and and how to approach the exam, uh, wanting to know other tricks and tips about about how to succeed. And um, it, it's such a such a uh, it's not black and white. Everybody's different. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, just want to talk to you about kind of your thoughts now that you you've been you've taken the navly now uh, a few years ago i took it last year now at this time yeah um yeah. and kind of what our our views are are of it and and how to approach it and and uh the wisdom to to share with the yeah. current fourth year students so um i guess to start off when someone comes in and asks you man i'm just I'm losing my marbles over this. I, I don't feel like I'm prepared. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna get in there and just totally blank on everything. Uh, I've done all of, or I've done most of my vet prep, most of my zuku, but I still don't feel ready. Um, what do you say to that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, you're gonna feel that way. I mean, <laughs> like that's yeah, <laughs> you're right. It does not. It's, I I told you this at the time, right? Like I felt when I was in there, I felt like I was failing it the entire time, and I knew better. Right. Like I'm like I know that this is not the case, but I feel like I'm gonna fail, or I am failing, because you don't know anything. Like when you're in there, you don't feel like you know anything. And so right. like a biggest thing, you know, when you talk to people who haven't passed the NAPLI, I feel like a, the most of the people, it's just that it was the test that like got ahead of them. It was like they freaked out while they were taking the test. Um, and then they just kind of let that run. You know, it's like test anxiety type of stuff, you know, for, for right. whatever. Right. Um, the fact is, is that we, you know, as, as vet students, you spend so much time learning this information and a lot of that time, especially on clinics, um, and, you know, they do like all those rounds and things like that during clinics, you're prepared for the information. Um, there's a lot of very specific information that ultimately doesn't necessarily matter as to whether or not you're going to do well on that test. Um, so I think that like the thing is, you know, God, it seems so kitschy now, but yeah, like that, that idea of like, don't freak out comes from that. I mean, really 
if you just sort of stay calm, just like ER, right? If you stay calm, enough information is going to come to you that you can sort of manage the thing in front of you. Um, in right. this case, that giant test, and then you're going to do fine. It's not like you have to get a hundred percent. It's not like every test that, you know, or 90% or whatever to get an A. It's like you have to cross like a, a pretty, you know, like a relatively low barrier, you know, in order to pass the test. It's not, right. you know, you right. need to answer all these questions, right? So you have right. a ton of information in your brain. Um, you have the critical thinking skills to be able to approach this test. Absolutely. The stuff that you've been doing to prepare is really just trying to remind you of the facts um, associated with that test, but has nothing to do with preparing you for the test itself. Um, and I mean, you're going to do fine. Just take it question by question. So. Right. And something we were talking about before we started recording today was, yes, you've been studying for formally for the Navali for the past few months or year right. or what have you. Yeah, yeah. But you've really been studying for the past four years, three years. <laughs> yeah. So don't think that just because, you know, you've been cramming for this past couple of weeks or a couple of months and you don't feel prepared, that, in my opinion, the the amount of studying you're doing in, the, in these past couple of weeks isn't going to make or break what's what's going to happen on the Navali. Right. Um, yeah. I think it all comes down to having confidence in yourself and... Um, going in there and knowing you know most of what you need to know and that you don't need to know everything. No one is going to um, expect you to get 90 or 100% on the Navi. I, I, right. I can't remember who it was. I think there was some article a couple of years ago that I forget what school she was from, but she did get a, a perfect score. I was Great. Like, Good for yeah. you, Glenn Good Coco. For her. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Um, um, that's yeah, amazing. Uh, I was not yeah. me. Yeah. Right. And, but that's not the expectation. No. I believe someone told me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the Navalis was designed to uh, to 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 be passable for right. not even the average veterinary student for the for the the anyone that's gone through veterinary school and has done decently well. It is is supposed to be the basic knowledge for a first year veterinarian. So if you've yeah. been paying attention, <laughs> yeah. Although uh, like how much of that information ever comes back as like, I swear the stuff that was on my Navli, I don't know if I ever really come into contact with it on like a day to day basis, you know? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> like, I don't. Like, oh, the alpha subunit of the sodium gated, uh, the voltage gated <laughs> sodium channel and the HYPP. It's like, I mean, I love that information. That stuff is awesome to me. <laughs> it has never right. once come up. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Anyways, I mean, so, um, you know, the, the funny thing is too, and I don't know if this is like encouraging or what this is, but like, I didn't really prepare. Okay. So I took the Navli in April. Like I decided not to take it in November, which at the time seemed like a good idea. It was like, I, mm -hmm. I used all my, my logic brain. I'm like, well, I'm going to have exposure to all the clinics and then, you know, I'm going to learn all the things from all the rotations Then I'm going to take this test and it's going to be fine. Um, which ultimately worked out. But the thing is that like I, at that, that time, I just didn't really realize like, oh yeah, but also maybe I should study and maybe I should have given myself a little bit of a buffer just in case it didn't work <laughs> out, which was something that I like was apparent to me in hour like two of this exam where I'm just like, I think I'm failing <laughs> this and I don't have a backup plan. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, so that's, that's to say that I, you know, and I did kind of look over some like vet prep stuff and Zuku stuff that like friends sort of had, um, in like the week coming up to it. And I definitely did not remember all of those things. But I, I guess this is all to say that's like the rest of it prepared me for the test, right? Like test taking skills, which, you know, I have like a, I guess a ton of like 
tips and maybe, you know, things just because I taught like MCAT prep for so long. Um, and maybe that was what was really helpful, but it's like test taking skills plus the information that you have already at your fingertips, like before you even go into clinics, those are the reasons that you're going to pass the NAVLA. So yeah, you're right. absolutely right. Those right. like, you know, if you can't list the, the 10 most popular pig diseases or, or whatever, I, you know, I mean, it's going to be okay. Most likely. Right. right. Still look at that so, stuff. Definitely still look at that stuff. Like, bad, you know, get as much as as you can, but just like, don't freak out if you don't have all of it in there. Right, right. Yeah. There, there's so much information that that vet prep and Zuku want you or th- make you think you need to know, but there's no way you're going to learn everything. Um, right. Yeah. And I mean, these. T- and I guess I don't know exactly how the the test is is formulated, but some of that information changes. I mean, just the way that standardized tests work, you have information that has been out there, and then like new papers come out, so you might still have like kind of old information on tests, and like some right. of the questions don't count towards your score, and you don't know which questions are which. You know, I mean, that's that's the whole big thing. But. Right, right. Well, let's talk about then, let's segue into some test-taking strategies because you are, I believe, an expert on that right. since all of your, your background on, <laughs> on MCAT prep and teaching right. and, and just being a, a smart dude. Um, so yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. what uh, give us a couple of tips about, you know, get in there, you sit down, you, uh, you're, take, you're taking those first few questions and, and uh, you need some strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff. So I guess, you know, further background. So when I was in vet school for, for the listeners out there, uh, <laughs> I like this, by the way, I was like, oh, welcome to WMJA. Yeah. So for, for all, all you listeners out there, um, I, first year of vet school, um, I got contacted by Kaplan cause I took the MCAT before my mom wanted me to go to med school and I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe. Um, so I, t- <laughs> I took the MCAT. <laughs> I never applied to med school, um, but I got contacted by Kaplan. So I did test prep Kaplan or uh, MCAT test prep all throughout vet school. Um, by third year, I was doing it full time, but it was just because it was fun. You know, I mean, like I got to teach, um, which was amazing. But anyway, so it probably amounts to like three years, three, four years of um, mm-hmm of like MCAT test prep during that time, that test changed a bunch. And so a lot of the stuff, you know, the way that I started taking tests in school, you know, stemmed from this, I mean, from all the strategies that I sort of learned while teaching, um, I would use all these types of things and then I would, you know, it helps you get through these types of tests. Um, so that's where that comes from. I, a lot of this, uh, like I definitely had hats off to Kaplan for doing the the research. I've like adjusted some things and, and all that stuff, but, but yeah, so anyway, that's where this comes from. Um, in terms of, so one, I would say like a big sort of general overarching strategy thing is that um, use the time that you have just, you know, be in it for the long game. You've taken long tests before you've sat through questions and all that kind of stuff. I know, or, or sat through classes and all that kind of stuff, but I know some people try to rush through the test. Just take your time. Um, right. you know, use the time that's given to you, use your entire break when you have it, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, the next thing is, is definitely don't let one question affect another. So if you are unsure about something, um, if you're like, maybe this is not the best time to bring this up, but it's like, if you mark, if you look at a question, you're like, man, if I just had more time, I could, I could definitely figure this out. Like mark that question. Like, you you know, you can come back to that question. Um, right. Don't, if you're like, man, I have no idea what this is, just answer something and move on. I mean, if you like truly have no idea, don't waste your time, you know, because that time you can use elsewhere. Um, time is your, your limited resource and don't let one question affect another. So if you're, 
sitting there and sort of being like, oh, well, gosh, was it A? Was it B? I, I think it was B. I mean, I put B, but then, but you're like focused, you know, you're four questions down. You're not really paying attention to all these questions in the meantime. So when you're done with a question, just be done with the question and move on. Um, just let it go. And those I think are, you know, it's easy for me to say, and they're, they're really difficult, but I think that they make a, a it just makes the whole experience, uh, it gives you the most amount of attention on the questions that you have the greatest chance of actually doing well or answering correctly. Right. Um, right. So that's one. Um, and I could just, I can go on forever. Um, <laughs> but like, so that, so that, um, uh, definitely use your time, make sure that you're using your time appropriately, make sure that you give yourself your rests and all, and all of those things. Um, in terms of the question itself, um, there's like some specific strategies in terms of how to actually approach the question. I would say that the biggest thing, and maybe you guys have noticed this when you go and do your, um, like your Zuku and, and, and vet prep, um, question. Sometimes it's just like this giant paragraph of information about like, you know, Sally brought in her chihuahua and her chihuahua had a heart failure four years ago. And at that time it was diagnosed with, you know, whatever it has like this whole thing and then lab values and whatever. And then at the end, it's like, what's the best, best next diagnostic step or, right. um, right. Y- y- you know, whatever, like it's, it's all of these things that may not necessarily have to do with a lot of the information that was presented to you beforehand, but like a studious individual, you're just like, Oh, well, I'm going to weed through all of this and think critically about the entire question. And I think that, um, if you can just kind of turn that on its head a little bit, it gives you again, more time and, um, a better use of your mental resources to answer the questions. So let's say you have a question like that. Um, just like glance at the answer choices and see what they look like. Um, so if you see any patterns like yes, no, um, if you see like, uh, you know, etiologic agents. So maybe it's like certain bacteria or maybe it's lab values or maybe it's diagnostic tests or maybe it's an explanation. I mean, those general categories of things will then allow you to read that question more effect- effectively and more efficiently, if that makes sense. So right. if you have like a giant question and you only have like, um, you know, bacteria in the, in the answer choices, then, you know, if you just glance at the, you know, don't read the, the answer choices, but if you just glance and say like, Oh, bacteria, then when you're reading through the, the question, you can just like get rid of all in this information, just like speed through all the stuff that, you know, has nothing to do with what ultimately, um, you're trying to answer, if that makes sense. Right. Totally. So do you recommend reading the, the, the actual question too, like the, the, the question part of the question? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So sometimes I, I think that, um, sometimes you have, so if you, if there's like a bunch of bacteria, right? Like you could probably presume that the question is like, what is the etiologic agent or what bacteria most likely causes those clinical signs or, or whatever that is. So in that case, no. Um, if it's something like reasoning, um, if it's like this because, you, you know, no because or something like that, um, then yeah, I mean, you can read the, that question too. So not always, but yeah, I'm definitely sometimes. Okay, so, good. Yeah. And then, yeah. Um, and in terms of marking, marking questions, cause this is a big thing for me that I, uh, Looking back now, I should not have been doing, or at least not in the way that that I did it. Um, what's your thought on on marking questions to go back to? Um, yeah. Because I had an issue where I did mark some, but then that caused me to have a little bit more anxiety about the questions that I marked after I kind of went through the whole section and went back, or as I was going through the section and kept thinking back, oh, you know, I've got like three more things I need to go back to because I wasn't sure. And then by the end of the section, I was like, oh 
crud, I've got like 40 questions I have to go back right. to because I wasn't sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a slippery slope. Yeah, my thought on that is never mark a question that you're not sure about because you'll mark all the questions. Um, the the marking is is like, you know, you have to use it very specifically. It's like a tool for you. Like, a, like I was saying, like use... Only mark a question. If you look at the question, you're like, man, there's a lot here to kind of go through. Um, I'm going to come back to this. and Because, again, it's economy of time. So if you look at a question and it's like you glance at the answer choices and it's it, it gives you an idea that maybe I'm going to have to read this this like whole paragraph very critically and tease apart a lot of this information so that I can, you know, do this. Or maybe I have to do some like math about like specificity and sensitivity or, or something, something that like might take a little bit of time. It's like, if you know that you're, you can get it, you have a good chance of getting it. If you just put that time in, that's when you mark it. Does that make right. sense? Right. So it, totally. so never about like an unsure something or another, you are going to be unsure. Um, yeah, because like, and and honestly, for me, it was hard because I was trying to force myself to do this. Like, I like math. Math is my like comfort zone. Um, I, you know, I, I did chemistry before this and all that kind of stuff. And so I like math. It makes me feel good. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I sleep with a, a, a calculus textbook under my pillow. <laughs> it's um, no, that very well could be true. Guys. <laughs> Yeah, he, we spend time. It's together. either that or an abacus next to your bed. <laughs> it's a, I like this, the way that it sounds, right? It just sort of lulls you to sleep. <laughs> I don't count sheep. I count on an abacus. Um, so, yeah, when I... <laughs> um, what was the question? What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for me, it was hard. Um, because like numbers are one of those things that I, I enjoy. And so I wanted to do those questions. Like when math came up, I'm like, awesome. But I also knew that the math that I was going to have to do, like might take longer than the allocated time. So like some of these questions looked like they would take like three minutes. I know that I can get to the answer, but they're going to take three minutes. I would have to mark those questions, even knowing that I knew that I could get them. Uh, I had to mark those questions and come back to them. I would just like toss an answer on there, like a random answer, A, and then I would mark it. Because I knew that like, even though I can get that one question right, I have, you know, a pretty good chance. Okay, so one question right in three minutes, I can also then theoretically get three questions right in three minutes or two questions right in three minutes. And that's just a better use right. of that time. So right. um, that was, you know, I, it's just to say that like, it, just pay attention to like that idea of like, if you like, you know, it, you can get it. It's just if you had a little bit more time, that's when you mark it. Leave the ones right. that you're unsure right. about. And if you have no idea, don't waste your time. If you're just like, some of those questions, right? Like there was one about an ER triage situation. We always remember these, right? It's like there was a question that was asked of me of like, if you're in an ER, which one of these would you triage first? And it was like a bunch of exotics with like weird exotic diseases. I'm like, mm -hmm. B, and then I moved on. <laughs> like I had no <laughs> idea. <laughs> it doesn't matter how long I'm going to stare at that question. I'm never going to know. So, um, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My, my own piece of advice on the marking thing, which, which, uh, I wish, wish I had done this podcast before I took the Navli cause I should have listened to what you just said. Um, <laughs> uh, one of my habits, I don't know if it was good or bad in vet school was on all the exams or most of the exams that I took, I would try to kind of predict how I did by kind of keeping a tally of the questions oh, I yeah. was pretty unsure about. Like it could have gone either way. Right. Uh, and then tallied it up in the end and, kind of said that that's probably the worst I'm going to do because you got to assume that you got some of those right, right. Um, just by making educated guess. So I, of course, did that on the Navli. 
and um, just kind of kept a, a tally of of the ones. Maybe maybe the reverse. Maybe I think I kept a tally of the ones I knew I I really knew mm-hmm. um, that I'm pretty sure I got right, uh, and then at the end of the exam, uh, to to no one's surprise, that number was was scary. Uh, to show that, like, oh, I probably failed this exam. Right. Um, it's like, oh, I got a sixteen Wow, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I know I got a break about sixty-five. I should be okay. And then, oh, oh my god. Yeah. No. no um, anyways, so and then I think you were probably one of the first person I texted or called. I was like, uh, Matt, I'm I'm walking out of the exam. I am pretty darn sure that I just failed that. Right. Because you 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 have these false ideas in your head that oh, I, I guessed on probably at least 50% of these questions. There's no way that I, I, I got most of those right. And there's no way that I got the passing score. Right. And that led to about, what is it like six weeks or two months of, uh, of agony until the scores came out. Cause I was just, I was sure that I, that I did not do well. Yeah. Um, turns out I did fine. Yeah. Um, so don't do that. Don't, uh, don't mark down what you think you don't know. Yeah. Um, because you know more than you do. And it's just like only going to set you up for for some crazy anxiety for the next however many weeks that it takes for the, the scores to come out. So yeah, that kind of goes back to have confidence in yourself. Yeah, and you're and you're making the assumption that like you would just do that at the end and it doesn't affect the way that you're taking the test either. Like if you're making that tally and you right. realize like you're not putting a lot of, you know, coins in the uh the I win this question pile, um, you know, you might get freaked out on the way. So if you like look back right. at the section, you're like, oh, I know that I answered five of those 60, right? Or whatever. It's like, ah, right. <laughs> then you're going to freak out for the next one. Um, that's not, yeah, it's not really helpful. I mean, the, the point right. yeah, there is like, you know, on those tests in vet school, there's really not like a downside. I mean, you do have like a little bit more time maybe, but it's really just so you're like, no, oh, now I know what I got. I mean, really what's the utility in that ever right it doesn't really matter right um, right but yeah to your point you now have like several months um to to sort of stew in that information or that lack of information um and and also like you don't you know in, in vet school you're like these questions mean that there are points associated with these questions and then Abley, that's not necessarily true, right? Like you don't right. know out of what right. percentage this is this test is going to be. You don't know which one of these te- or these questions is actually contributing to your score. So that whole pursuit is futile at the end of the day. It's just the only thing it does is make you more stressed out about taking the test while you're taking it. Right, right. Totally was not healthy or helpful. No. So don't do yeah. that. <laughs> I, feel, uh, I feel so bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been there during your break. No. And be like, no, it's going to be a fine. It's going to be. Right. You should have just taken the test for me. No. Uh, no. Anyway, yeah, neither of us would be veterinarians uh, at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the other little uh, tip that I have that I wish I had done before taking the Navli, it kind of goes back to marking up or marking the uh, the questions. But uh, I did take a couple of the I forget what body gives the exams, but they're like practice exams you pay for right. before the exam. Yeah, yeah. Those are really, I think, a really uh, uh, good benefit to take because cool. it, it does kind of uh, mimic, I think, better yeah. the exam yeah. than does Vet Prep or Zoo Crew. And it also gives you a, uh, a, a prediction on how you would do on the exam if you were to take it right at that time that you took that practice exam. And it gives you a range, you know, I don't know how they calculate it, but it, you know, we estimate that you're going to score in in this this range, and it actually was pretty darn accurate. Um, cool. Anyways, cool. on those practice exams, they allow you to use the same type of of uh, 
of tools that the, the test software gives you, things that I did not really take the time to look into. Mm-hmm. So things like crossing out answers and highlighting and um, bolding or you know, def- doing di- different things to mark up questions that may be helpful for different individuals. Yeah. Um, so when you take, if, if you do take those practice exams or if you are able to look into the different tools that the actual exam software has for you, it will it, it may do you some some really really good things uh, when you take the exam um, yeah so so I, I would do that too if you if you have the chance to do that yeah and that's actually that's a really good point um, so definitely if you I mean at the end of the day right like we've spent so much money on our education like what's another 20 bucks or whatever it costs right, um, right. you know I didn't because I was like eh, I don't really need to or, or whatever I'm like I can save that money um, but that's uh, yeah I mean it's an absolutely amazing tool um, when I was teaching MCAT stuff like we it was you know they have a bunch of full links that that the company sort of made but then they also have like the full links that were given by the body that puts on the MCAT. And those were always like, take those tests. Like those are the ones that are written by the test makers. Those are going to be the best version. Um, because right. test prep organizations, they, you know, again, there's limitations to them. They, they have, um, there's like great benefits to everything that they do, but it's like just different goals. So definitely take those. It's a good idea. Um, but just mess around yeah. with the tools just so you know what they do and what is available to you. Um, and I'm going to add something too, which is that there's a tutorial um, at the beginning of every section or at least the beginning of the test. Um, I can't really remember now, but take the tutorial, um, go through it. Even if you're like, I know it, I got what, I know what's going on. Just go through it. It's not right. time, right? I mean, if it's not wor- counted against your time for the overall section, like you might as well do it. Um, right. First right. off, it, and it, it's like, this is what's going to happen to you over the next six hours. Um, so that's probably a good thing. But then also right. it, it kind of like, I, again, it gives you a buffer between that anxiety of like sitting in this quiet room, which is like a, with a weird alien environment. And it's like, are these headphones? Like, why are these people getting up? What's happening right now? You know, right, that right. and answering your first question. So giving yourself that little bit of a buffer is actually, I, I think really beneficial again, psychologically. Um, totally. and then maybe to that and, point, and I'll second what you okay. said about taking time. So yeah. Go on. No, 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 go for it. Write it down. I was going to say taking, um, taking your time to, to go through those tutorials and taking your time on the exam too, using every minute you can. Cause it was like some people, including myself are like, let's just get, get it done, rush through it. I just want to get out of here. This is not a pleasant experience. Right. Like where you have to go, you have no other plans for the day. <laughs> just take the time that they give you. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah. uh, and take advantage of it. You know, use, uh, use every, every tool that you can, that they give you. Don't, don't take it for granted. Oh Yeah. Absolutely. It is. It's like, it's interesting. You're just like, if I get this over with, then I'm done with it. Like kind of, but if you get it over with, then you're going to be worried <laughs> about it forever, <laughs> you know, until like the score. Right, right. And you probably did fine. You probably would have done fine. I mean, I know plenty of people who like rush through it and, um, it's just because there's some utility to also just like going with your gut and answering the questions that, you know, in the best way that you think is possible. Um, that's also a strategy. Um, but f- for me, I just think that like, I, I do calm slow. If I like speed up too much, then I'm like, I, I become frenetic about it. Um, so, you know, I agree right. with all that. Right. Um, and I did want to say, so one thing that I remember was that when I sat down in the NAVLE, and this is something you may not even like think about until you're in there. When you sit down in the NAVLE, you're in a, a like a, a prometric center with a bunch of other people taking a bunch of different tests for other reasons. So people are going to be getting up and walking around and like leaving and then coming back and you know whole new people are coming through. So like the first thought is like, oh no, am I 
like super slow? Am I failing this test somehow? Totally, totally. Uh, um, but just realize that it's not a, it's not about you. I mean, those <laughs> those people. It's like that is a, right. a nursing student or or something taking their. You know, I mean, it's it, yeah. Just just know that it's it's not bad. There's that chaos is right. going to sort of happen silently in the background. Um, just focus on and e- even other vet students too, because I, I know that I went uh, the day that I took the exam. There were like four or five other people from my class. Mm-hmm. And I got into that, into my own head about some people were getting up right. early or uh, not taking breaks or taking right. breaks. And I start to like analyze myself based off of yeah. that, which was just not, not good. No, because you can't interpret that information. I mean, they could be getting up and leaving because they're like, I can't do this anymore. I don't know what is going on. Or they could right. be, you know, moving through at their own pace. Like everyone is unique in how they take and how they do most things, um, but, but in how they take tests for sure. So do whatever it is that's comfortable to you. You don't want to do some sort of like alien crazy. It's like, oh, well, he's going fast, so I have to go fast. Or he's taking a break right now, so I got to take a break. Or he's skipping breaks, right. so I got to skip right. a break. You know, right. Just focus on you. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let, let's go back to what we were talking about with the uh, the prep tools that we have, like vet prep and Zuku and private study or what have you. And, and again, we were before we started to record today, we were talking about the differences between let's just take vet prep, for example, but they're all the same Uh, in terms of we go into vet prep and well, this is actually a two part question. Let me take a step back. Part one is that people will say, Oh, uh, the Navalis in three days, I am only 85% done with vet prep or Zuku. I'm not going to do well. Mm. That's not true. Mm. Right. Um, And then part B of the question is, that we go it we we spend so many hours on these prep programs and we get into the exam and it's not like the program it's not like vet prep or zuku and that gives us another reason to have a little bit of a freak out right um and that is just something that i think people need to know that vet prep and zuku are terrific study tools but they're not designed to perfectly mimic the actual Navli. And sometimes we lose sight of that, I think. Yeah. And we get in there and we're like, oh my gosh, this looks completely different. These isn't, this isn't the yeah. way that the questions were phrased. Um, I haven't been preparing the right way. And then you go down this, this, this rabbit hole. Right. Exactly. I think that um, those programs are really good at sort of tossing a ton of information to you over time to reinforce stuff that you should, you know, have. And so it reinforce the information that you have in your brain. Um, it's really more of a way to kind of keep some of that stuff at your fingertips, I think, more than anything else. It is not designed to be, I don't think it's even attempted to be designed to be like uh, mimicking no. the test itself um, by any means. No. Not at all. And so there, you know, just think of it differently. So yeah, if you get through 85% of that particular resource, that just means that like the information that they decided was important enough to quiz you on, or at least try to, um, you know, help you remember so that you have it for the test, you've only gotten through 85% of that information. Okay. Right. I will say also of the 15 remaining percent, maybe you've already looked at it in some form or fashion. Uh, Most likely you have. Um, And who knows if any of it was important anyway, you know? So, I mean, it's like uh, that number is kind of arbitrary in general Um, for the test prep programs. I mean, they just want you to, I think it's what above 80% or something like that. They'll like pay for your thing if you don't do well. Right. Um, Right. You know, it's a pretty safe bet because it's like here, you've been exposed to all this information. You've done at least that, the, that quantitative part. Um, and most of you guys are going to pass anyway. So 
you know, it's a, it's a pretty safe bet, you know, from, from their perspective to do something like that. So it's just an arbitrary number that they've chosen that makes sense to them business wise, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, they are a great program. They don't like they're great programs for the thing that they are meant to do. It's just, we think that it's like, well, it's Navly prep. So it's gotta be exactly the same as Navly. And then we like, yeah, like to your point, right. we freak out right. once we get in there. They're like, I oh, don't know. It's so different. Yeah. It's not a black background. Yeah. Or whatever. So that, that, that's my thing. And, and I think I, th- I would, I would, remind people of is that even if you're getting 80% on, on vet prep or 85 or 90, whatever it is, just like you said, you, I I can't say for certain, but I think based off of my experience with, I, I personally did vet prep is that that, that percentage number is just the, the number that you're getting correct consistently. Hmm. So there is a very high chance that you've seen every single question that vet prep has in, in their arsenal. It's just that a matter, have you gotten that question right a certain number of times so that you can check that off and get that additional percentage point. So, um, even if you're, you're, you're sitting at 80% and you've got the Navli tomorrow, uh, try to find some solace in that, uh, you've probably seen every question that, that Navli has, or that, that vet prep has. And that's the whole idea is that they just get you exposed to the material to get you thinking about things. Um, don't let don't let your percentage dictate how you think you're going to do right. on the real exam. Right. Yeah. And you know, the exam is a critical thinking exam. Um the the prep stuff in general, right, is mostly it's mostly like information based, right? So you have the information so that you can think critically about the problem in front of you. So I think that those are then going to be absolutely different. Just so when you go into the test, when, right. you know, for on actual Navli test day, just realize that it's a totally different experience. It's going to be a critical thinking exam and you have to approach it as such. Um Right. Yeah. Right. So a lot of the, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of those tools that like I've, you know, sort of stolen from, um, and adapted from Kaplan that kind of speak to that. The MCAT is more so, um, you know, critical thinking because it's like you read something that you don't necessarily know anything about and you have to answer questions, you know, related to it. Um, but I, you know, this is a test about being doctors. So I think, you know, I think that portion of it is absolutely critical. Right. Um, yeah, so uh, I do just like just to toss in a couple of things, I guess, maybe test strategy wise on some of that. This is question wise. But, you know, we talked about sort of like glancing at the answer choices um, to kind of get an idea of what you're going to be asked about, then reading the question strategically so that you're like, uh, you know, you're, you're reading the parts that matter. You're skipping over the parts that don't necessarily apply to the answers themselves. So it saves you a little bit of time. It allows you to sort of think about the question as you go through it and sort of like guide yourself to an answer. Um, the, the next piece after that, I would sort of say is, um, is like a predict type of step. So read the question and then predict an answer. So, you know, if it says like, what is the bacteria that is most likely responsible for these clinical signs, come up with the answer before you read, you know, a through D or whatever. That's good. Uh, Yeah. And then go find the answer. Um, you seeking through every or like reading through every one of those answer choices, it will do a couple of things. One, it'll waste your time a little bit. And two, it's going to cause you to doubt yourself. Um, if you read some information on the test, you'll be like, oh, well, they know things that I don't know. So the fact that they wrote it down must mean that they know things. I, I don't know. Like it, it puts you in a weird space. Um, if you predict right. an answer and, and it came out of your brain, 
and then you see that answer there in front of you, well, then you just choose it. You have no other option, really. <laughs> and then you get to move on. Right. So, so that's really, I guess, the, you know, the other piece of this. So, and that's something you can try now. Like if anyone's listening to this that is not going to take the Navli like right now, start doing some of this stuff on your tests in vet school. I guarantee, I mean, if you do it like, you know, consistently and effectively or whatever, it's like you'll get through your test way faster than everybody else. Um, and it's mostly just, you know, and effectively too. I mean, like you use your time better. That's ultimately what it is and it's just because you know you're you're not spending all the time like reading things that don't necessarily matter um and so anyway right right that's good all right so we're getting close to time um let's leave leave the listeners with um uh some some lasting points and and things to keep in mind as they as they get into or they're getting closer to to taking the actual exam um any thoughts the big overarching i mean ideas yeah, i mean of course the big the big one is going to be like we talked about like don't stress as much about this as you are um I, there was a professor at some point before every test would like write this on a chalkboard that said start with what you know you know more than you think you do. No, the first one was stay calm, then start with what you know. And the third one was, you know more than you think you do. Um, and that's absolutely right. true. It's like, stay calm, start with the things that matter or that, that you know, that you know, um, and you just know a lot of things. And yeah, I think that it's like, we, we put this, like, there's this giant, at the end of the tunnel, we have to take this large test and it's bigger and harder than any other test that we've ever taken in our lives. It's like, yeah, but you've done a lot leading up to this. Like, it's just a, right. It's just, you ran the marathon and then now you just have to like cross that little finish line. Um, just kind of trust yourself that you can. So. Right. Right. And my thing was that, uh, you know, go in with the expectation that there's a, a good likelihood that you're going to leave the exam not feeling too great. But as long as you know that oh, yeah. um, and you don't go to the exam feeling like, well, I've done all my work, I feel decent about it. And then you get into the exam and, and you feel like it did not go right. well. Um, it's just not healthy. Yeah. I mean, most people walking out of the exam don't feel great mm-hmm. about it. But most people that walk out of the exam pass yeah. it. Um, so yeah. I guess this is just to piggyback on your thought. Have confidence in yourself. You you've done a, a ton of work to get to that point. Um, you've done most of your, your boards prep. You've done well in school. Um, you know, you wouldn't be there today if, if you were not, uh, not worthy or not adequate of, um, to, to, to pass the exam. So do your best, stay calm. Um, you know more than you think you do. Yeah. I'm just saying, (laughs) um, but, uh, don't freak out. Yeah. Uh, in, in the uh, yeah. amazing words of a, a talented musician. Well, thank you, sir. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that what you're saying though is wise as well. Um, this idea of like, yeah, it's supposed to feel this way is actually really powerful. Um, if you if you're in the test and you like, like I was saying, like I felt like I was failing the entire time, and I just you know at that point I'm just like, well, I have to ignore that because then I'll never get through this test. Um, but you're absolutely right. If you just sort of realize, if you're like, man, I don't feel like I'm doing very well. And you think to yourself like, oh yeah, but that's how it's supposed to feel. So it's, it's feeling how it's supposed to feel. And then you can kind of like continue forward. Yeah. I think that's really wise. 
Right. So right. like, yeah, afterwards, give yourself some kindness, but also during, right? It's like, oh yeah, this isn't going well. No, right. I mean, it's going fine. It's terrible. It is terrible, <laughs> but it's going as is expected. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. right, right. Uh, it kind of left me with, with uh, another kind of abstract thought, but maybe for some people it would help, um, is that since we, let's just assume for a second that those thoughts are going to come to most people taking the exam. And breaks are a great way to just get yourself mm-hmm. out of the physical space and get yourself out of the mental space of, of what's just been going on for the past 60 minutes yeah. or two hours or four hours, whatever it's going to be. Perhaps you can, well, never mind. I, I was thinking that you could take like a, uh, a piece of paper and write down some of the uh, these these token words of wisdom, you know, stay calm, this is not supposed to be fun, you know more than you think you yeah. do, et cetera, et cetera, and just have a way to remember those as you as you leave. But now that I remember, you can't take in paper or any piece yeah, of things but, you can write onto the exam. So but, I don't know. I mean, I, I remember when I took mine, it was very weird because they're like, yeah, you can kind of do whatever you want during your breaks. Um, you can't like study, but you can go outside and you can eat lunch and you can, you know, go walk around the perimeter and all that kind of stuff. So I guess I would make sure that that's because that was just a couple of years ago. Um, right. I suppose right. theoretically, you know, a mantra or something like that. Yeah. Maybe check with your prometric center, whether or not you can have a mantra, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, in general, like even if you were just to have something like uh, that you think about, like that calms you down, like it's fine, it's going fine or whatever. Um, but do like, I think I love what you're saying about get out of that space. I mean, I took my breaks outside because I was allowed to, and then it got me out of like that testing zone and, and I could like breathe in the air and see the sun a little bit. Um, and I think every Prometric Center might be a little bit different in terms of how possible and feasible that is. But um, at least get out of that room, man. Like some people take their breaks like at the desk, staring at the timer, climbing down. Ugh, no, that's <laughs> just right, get right. Up, walk away. <laughs> like it doesn't take that long to like log in and log out of the room. So, right, right, right. All right. Well, very good. So I guess lasting, lasting words of advice and and uh, wisdom, I guess. Uh, you will do great. You've been studying for, for years, not just these past few months on, on, on your, your study program, but, uh, you are more prepared than you could ever imagine for yourself. We Mm -hmm. know this, we've gone through it. We, we have felt exactly what you're feeling. And, uh, and we both feel like, uh, when we left the exam, we, it was an awful thing and we did not pass, but look, we did. And here we are. Um, so you'll be fine. Stay calm. Yeah. Watch Matt's uh, video before you go in, <laughs> uh, and I'll post it on the uh, the website in the show notes so That's everyone really can funny. watch it again. We'll get another. Uh, you know, how many views do you have on? Well, that thing, I right? don't know. The one on Facebook that I sort of abandoned had, gosh, I don't know. It was a lot. It was uh, in the hundreds of thousands, and I was very surprised by that. So I reposted it on YouTube, and I think there's like a hundred. So <laughs> just starting back over. <laughs> keep, keep All right. Modest. Well, we need to. Uh, well, we need to uh, get those numbers back up. So, yeah, go check them out. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good yeah, luck, everyone. I mean, you guys fine. got this. You don't need the luck, but but take it anyway. And, and yeah, definitely believe in yourself and support it. Yeah. Yeah. Just just believe it. You, you totally do. You got it. You've been studying your entire life um, for this. I mean, it's just it's critical thinking. It's reading. It's staying calm. It's it's, you know, trusting yourself. So do all of that. Right. And it's just another test. That's it. It's just one a, more test. The long long, long test, but it's just another test. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Good All right, Matt, thank you hey, very thank you. much for 
your your wisdom, your words, your time. Yeah, of course. Um, we will leave uh, some notes about Matt and potential ways to get in touch with him if you have any more questions. And, of course, reach out to me at any time uh, if you have any concerns or trepidations or just need to, to vent a little bit. We are always here for that as well. So good luck. Don't need it, just like Matt said. Um, everything is going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, bye, guys. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Okay, one more huge, huge thank you to Dr. Matt Shudo for sharing his words of wisdom today. Be sure to check out vetschoolunleashed.com and the show notes for more information and resources about taking the Navali and also to learn a little bit more about Matt. And last but certainly not least, thank you for listening to the Vet School Unleashed podcast. If you like the podcast, please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Reviews are a terrific way to spread the word about the podcast and really help me learn what you like. For resources and more information about the podcast, please check us out at www.vetschoolunleashed.com or find me on Instagram at Dr. Seth the Vet or on Facebook. You can also connect with me via email at seth at vetschoolunleashed.com. I would love to hear your thoughts on today's podcasts and any ideas for future topics. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time on Vet School Unleashed, Dissecting the DVM.